powerful content podcast, your go-to source for content creation, strategy, and business inspiration. I'm your host, Mel Daniels, content strategist, coach, and speaker, empowering women across the globe to grow their business with powerful content that connects, nurtures, and converts. So if you're ready to create standout content that gets you noticed and remembered or build an aligned audience who love you and are ready to buy from you, you're in the right place. I believe that content has the power to connect us all. It's up to you how you use it. Listen in for genuine and insightful chats with guests, as well as practical tools and strategies from me. It's so lovely to have you here. Let's dive into the show. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 25 of the Powerful Content Podcast. Today, I have with me the amazing, the fabulous Liz Morris from Boss Motive. Now, Liz has embraced the freedom lifestyle by working with her husband, running their own successful businesses, a boutique portrait photography studio and custom framing business that has allowed her to work from home in a custom built studio with her children and be part of their everyday lives. After Cyclone destroyed their local businesses, Liz set out to invent a new product and build a successful e-commerce store and transitioned her photography studio to an online education school, teaching other small businesses to learn how to do their own product photography. So with over 15 years in business and a self confessed multi-passionate entrepreneur, Liz is now sharing all her knowledge and experience across the service, e-commerce and online education with other women as a business coach and mentor. Her passion is to empower other women to break free from the shackles of what they are told is normal and the must-dos in life and build a freedom business that they adore, which allows them to live an abundant life, making good money, doing what they love and be there for their family. Oh my goodness, Liz, welcome to the podcast. Wow. Thank you, Mel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited (laughs) to chat with you. It's so lovely to have you here, Liz. And I'm going to start with your story because I know a little bit about (laughs) your story and how you actually got to the place where you are today. But can you shed a bit of light into you know, perhaps the different businesses that you've had and the the different hurdles you've have to, had to overcome over the way um, and how you actually got to where you are in your entrepreneurial life. Well, thanks, Mel. I always get a bit nervous when people ask me this question because it's always so long-winded. I feel like it was <laughs> such, a, it's been such a long journey um, full of ups and downs and twists and turns, but, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. That's that's the way I roll. And I really like to embrace change and really do what I I want basically Mm -hmm. in life. So I guess I'll try and make it quick for you, but um, going back to the good old days, I started like most people in a corporate job where I, um, I wanted to get a home loan. So I did what all the I'm from Canberra, so all the Canberrans, they get public service jobs so they can get a home loan and they can have the two cars, nice house on the hill with the three, what is it? 3.2 kids or something (laughs) ridiculous. You know, the normal is what, what we say. Um, but I always felt like I was trapped in that space. And I always felt like, even though I swapped departments and I swapped, um, I swapped jobs and I climbed the corporate ladder, I always felt like it was just too restrictive for me. So after the birth of my first baby, I was adamant 
that I wasn't going to go back. And I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, always wanted to, I love business. Even when I was really young, I had neighbors that were in business for themselves and I just thought it was incredible. So I always wanted to do that. So um, after my baby, like most mums, we threw it all away and I bought a little hand and feet sculpture business um, mm. to start with, which I built up to be really, really successful. Um, that transitioned into a photography studio and a custom picture framing business. So we operated all of that out of Canberra. And then after the birth of my third baby, um, he was born premature and I literally sat watching him in a cot in a plastic box for three weeks, Aww. kind of evaluating my life, thinking, what what are we doing? Like, life is so short, life is so precious. What are we doing here? I, I didn't like living in a city. I We were cold, it was a cold town, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. You know, you really evaluate your life. So once he came out of the hospital, we packed up our lives and we went around Australia for three weeks in a camper trailer with uh, three children under four. But it was a real experience to open our our life up to what possibilities are out there. You know, this whole of Australia, I had never been off the East Coast, so it was a, a real eye-opener for me to see this world and people living in these remote towns that were beautiful and sunny and, you know, just living the life that they desired. So after that, we moved, we got back, I threw everything away. We basically, I said to my husband, I'm gonna put my business on the market and if it sells, it's a sign that we should go. Well, it sold in two weeks. Oh my goodness, <laughs> so wow. It was like, oh dear. So anyway, <laughs> long, long story short, we packed up our lives. We moved 3000 kilometers up to sunny North Queensland. Um, and we bought, we basically flipped our life upside down. So we bought the most rundown house we could possibly find. We just chipped away, renovating it. We set up our businesses here. We, yeah, we just, did everything we could um, to have the lifestyle that we desired. So live by the beach, live um, really relaxed and just chip away at building these businesses. So that happened for a long time. And we worked with our portrait studio, which I built a studio at my house and our custom picture framing business. And then in 2017, we got knocked out by Cyclone Debbie. So that was a category five that sat on top of us for 48 hours, which was really scary and really intense, but everything happens for a reason. So um, once that happened, we realized that we had literally all our eggs in our basket. So <laughs> all our businesses in this small town and we were relying on the small town to make us income. So this is where I sought out to invent a product at the time. And we created Brilliant Frames & Co which is a picture frame concept that we invented. We got, we went overseas, got it manufactured, we imported. We're still running that today, which is really fun. Um, built up the e-commerce store. I then transitioned to photography. Um, I turned my photography studio into an online school. So I taught other small business owners how to do their own product photography from my e-commerce knowledge. And then I fell in love with course creation. And um, I was like, this is incredible, like how to have a leveraged income. Having been in the service business for so long, it was just, this was incredible to me, having something that you could build once and sell over and over again. Like the product business was insane. Like I was so excited about that. I could sell it all around Australia, not relying on my town. But then when I invented the, um, sorry, when I came up with the online course and that was, build once, sell again. It was just mm. mind blowing. So then I've just, after all these years, I've just transitioned into now sharing everything I know. I'm just kind of an open book. I, 
I have the e-commerce experience, the service-based experience and online education experience. So I'm just, I'm loving empowering women and to have kind of the freedom lifestyle that I've created. Every time I hear that story, I am just so amazed, Liz. Not only have you, you know, managed to experience so many different things from an entrepreneurial perspective, but just those challenges that kept, you know, being thrown at you that you just kind of overcome. I can't even imagine what it would be like to be in a situation where there is a cyclone and everything that you have is destroyed. I mean, that in itself, to come back from that is amazing, but to come back in the way that you have is absolutely phenomenal. And I think that my listeners can really see now how much experience and how much different experience that you've had over your um, entrepreneurial life. So today we really wanted to, to really hone in on one of those aspects that you spoke about just then, and that was creating a digital product or a course. So let's just um, dive into that topic for a moment, Liz, and why would we even want to consider a course or a digital product as part of our business? Oh, great question. Okay. So the way I see it, right. And this is something that I really struggled with over my career. So as a service-based business, I was a photographer and I really struggled with the fact that if I wanted to make money, I had to give up my hours every time. So that meant if I wanted to go on holidays with my family, I wouldn't be taking photos. So lucky for me, I'm kind of a squirrel and I used to be really good at squirreling away the money. So it meant like for a week or two weeks leading up to my my holiday with my family, I would cram in as many clients as I could. I would like put the kids on hold and I would just be like, working long hours, you know, or lead up to Christmas was a perfect example. Like we'd smash out heaps of mini sessions and Christmas photo shoots and Christmas um, framing and all that sort of stuff. And I was always under the pump, but I knew um, where we lived in, in North Queensland, it rains for the entire January, February up here. So our service-based business gets really affected. Tourism dies, which means the town kind of goes really quiet, but I got really good at managing that. But what happens is we also reach an income ceiling. So there's only so many hours you can physically work. I never wanted to have staff because we do live in a transient town, but I also never wanted that pressure of having staff. And being a boutique studio, people were coming to me for my for my experience. And they were coming to me because they knew that I was a baby photographer, a newborn photographer. So. I had a lot of experience with babies, my baby being a NICU baby, I learned, I used to go to conferences where they would teach us how to handle the baby properly. And I worked with physios and I was basically known around town as the baby whisperer. So people would come to me for that experience and they would come to me to have that boutique experience. So it was impossible for me to employ somebody else. So what happens with the service business is I always reached an income ceiling. I always reached a burnout point where I could only have certain amount of clients each week and I'd be exhausted. I'm a person that takes on a lot of energy. So I was exhausted. So while why I transitioned away from that is because I wanted to have a life firstly, (laughs) but also it was like, well, how can I do something with all of my knowledge and experience? How can I turn that into something that I can make money off without having to physically be there without having to physically do more work or handle more clients. And that's when I first came up with like, oh, we'll do a product because that's easy. But again, the product business, we have external factors that control us. So with COVID, all our freight got delayed, our freight prices went through the roof. Um, We're always dealing with couriers. 
Australia Post like to put their price up every single day. So there, again, there's limitations on an e-commerce store. But when I looked into online course creation, it just blew my mind, which is why I'm so passionate about it, why I'm so excited about it, because you literally can pre-record your videos. Well, firstly, there's so many different ways you can run an on online course business, an education business. You can pre-record, you can do lives, you can have 100 people in a group or 10 people in a group. It doesn't matter. There's just so many ways you can do this. But as a business owner, there's no extra pressure on me. There's, you know, you can automate your marketing, you can automate your content, you can automate everything. So it means when you go on holidays, you can still have a life, you can still make money, but without having to physically do it. So it mostly it was about, you know, reaching that income ceiling, but also the burnout point. And I've seen it so many times in myself and other people that being service-based business, it can just be really stressful and there's those limitations. So online course creation for me is next level. I love it. I'm so excited <laughs> about it. Awesome. That's so amazing. And there's so many um, things I can pull out of what you just said then, Liz, and I really love how you talk about creating that business and that lifestyle that you really love and you really enjoy. You know, obviously, if you just focus, um, most of my listeners are service-based business owners. So if we do look at what we do, a lot of the stuff that we do is that one-on-one -on -one, um, coaching or it's that one-on-one -on -one done for you type work. And like you said, we only have so many hours in the day. <laughs> There's only so many hours in the day and we do need to look after ourselves as well. Um, so it's really important that we kind of find other ways to get that income coming into our business. And it sounds like that courses are just an absolutely amazing amazing way to scale your business. So let's just talk about that for a second, Liz, if we can. How do you see courses fitting into a business model for someone with a service-based business? So would it be typically their only source of income or would it be supplementary, do you think? Well, I think that's why I love it so much is because there's no right or wrong. It's mm -hmm. There's no one way. So I like to think of it as you can start with making it an extension of what you're doing. So if you already have a service-based business, what can you do that's an extension of what you're already doing? So, you know, you've got a perfect example, creating a membership. You still do the one-to-one -one service, but you have a membership supporting your clients as well. As a photographer, I love the fact that I could, I like to see it as I can pull back on my one-to-one -one and really enjoy my one-to-one -one more. I can put my prices up for my one-to-one -one service because now I'm giving them a lot better service. I'm spending a lot more time with them. They're getting that quality. So my one-to-one -one goes down in terms of how many people I need to create my income for the year. And then the leveraged brings it back up. So it's like, so the way I see it, okay, so if you have one-to-one um, -one coaching, with a person and you, say you want to make your $10,000 a month. So you might have five one-to-one -one clients a month for $1,000. Let's just keep it really simple because I'm a simple girl. And then you can top up that income with five $1,000 product, like $1,000 courses. So instead of having to have 10 one-to-one -one clients where you're seeing them every single week and it becomes, you know, it can become draining or you can top up your income with the leverage product, which is what I love the most about it. And the thing is, it doesn't even have to be, it doesn't have to be business related, it can be anything. So even though I was a portrait photographer in my small town, 
I could have easily done workshops around family photography, or I could take a group of mums online and teach them to take photos of their kids better. Like there's so many different ways you can create something, a course or an online service that does not need you being so present in it. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent it does. And I also love um, the thing about courses as well is you can use them in so many different ways. Like it can be the basis of a mastermind. It can be the basis of a uh, group program if you really wanted to. It can be a standalone course, but even, you know, you could use it as a lead magnet to into something bigger as well. Or you could just have it as a low cost product that leads into your next service as well. They are so absolutely versatile. I love it, love it, love it. So let's talk about how we actually begin to harness that knowledge and experience that you're talking about and bring it in into a course because I know that a lot of my listeners will be thinking it's all really great Liz and Mel um, yes I can create a course but where the heck do I start with this I feel like I don't know anything what would you say to those people well the thing is everybody knows something about something <laughs> and the first thing I would say is you don't need to have qualifications or experience in, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say not experience, but you shouldn't, you don't have to worry about the qualification side. And I think that's what we can get so hung up about. Like you think I can't teach photography because I'm not a, I didn't go to university to learn photography. But the thing you need to keep in mind is you're not trying to teach people that from a place of not knowing. You're, you wanna teach people that are only one step behind you. Yeah. So you might even have experienced this yourself. Like you go online and you think, I wanna learn about business, right? A lot of the times you don't wanna learn from somebody who's already making $10 million a year. You actually would love to learn from somebody who's just cracked that little income ceiling that you can't crack or a little bit further ahead than you wanna be. So as a business owner, or as somebody that is thinking about going into online course creation, what can you do, or what have you experienced, or what is a transformation that you've been through personally, or you've helped somebody go through? So perhaps you've had a client, or perhaps you've had somebody in your life that you have helped come through something. That is the the mastery and that's the knowledge and experience that you want to share it's not about being the best the expert the greatest it's about something that you've been through personally or somebody that you've something you've helped someone come through that you now uh want to teach and share it's like all of my years experience um in business now i want to share that i've done the hard work and people want to learn from me because i'm still in the trenches People want to learn from me um, how I'm building my online courses because I'm in it, I'm doing it. So what my my question is, what have you been doing to this point that you love that you can now share? A great example is um, like my daughter when she was little, she was about uh, two and she was diagnosed as celiac. Now at the time, it's 10 years ago, there was nothing online about being celiac or how to make your house gluten-free and you know and i was as a mom of a two-year-old who knew nothing about this world i was so scared i was so frightened right didn't know how to make my house safe so i did all the hard work i was in the trenches i was googling doctors i was trying to talk to every expert out there this is like 10 years ago nothing's so available now so i transitioned my house from um you know having gluten in the house to making it celiac safe so that was a transformation i went through i was just a mum 
who worked it out, did it the hard way, made some mistakes, but I learned, you know, I went through that process. So absolutely, once I had been through that, I could have turned that into a product. I could have turned that into an online course. I could have started sharing my knowledge and experience from a mother who had just gone through this. Mm. And I think too many times we think about from a only online courses should be business related, like Facebook ads and Instagram and all that sort of stuff. But so many people love to hear about a transformation or if you could help another mom who's just been through some, who's just been diagnosed as celiac, what could you do that you've been through? How could you share that information? How could you um, get that out there? And that's what I love about course creation. It can literally be about anything. Mm-hmm. And it's about, I like to tell my, my students about everything you can get online is Googleable and YouTubeable. <laughs> but what you're doing is you're taking all those, that hard work out. You're taking all that time out. You're clearing the clutter. Like even when I started my online um, photography course, absolutely everything I taught was available online. You could sit for YouTube for hours and you will learn exactly what I taught. But what I did is I put it into a beautiful package and I said, here is step one, here is step two, here is step three. This is how you do it. And that's why people want to buy courses. And that's how we can come up with an idea to create a course is we're basically taking all the hard work out because the most valuable resource a person person owns is time. So that is what you're doing. You're eliminating that time pressure that people have. You're making it easy for them. You're making it quick for them. You know, you're taking the overwhelm out because people are busy. People are like, I just want to know how to lose that. that that's why weight loss programs are so, <laughs> so effective is because they don't want to do the work at the gym. They just want to get the quick fix. And what you're doing as a course creator is you're giving people the quick fix. What is the quickest way you can get a person from not knowing to knowing? How can you quickly get that transformation for somebody in the most, the shortest way, the most effective way? They don't need all the other jargon. It's how you can get them from point A to point Z without all the rubbish. Oh my goodness. I just love that so much, Liz far out so and I think that there's a really great piece of advice that you've just given everyone there because there's so many women in particular I know that just don't feel like they are good enough and I'm using air quotes here good enough to be able to um, create a course or to create a digital product for um, their audience but we don't have to be the expert like you said we don't have to know everything we just need to know enough to be able to help someone else and i guarantee that every single person who's listening to this episode helps someone in some way otherwise you wouldn't be in business right absolutely <laughs> you know? absolutely so, and it's know, also sorry thinking outside of the square yes like what what do you do now that you do one to one or what do you do what have you researched? What's driven you nuts? Like I often say my daughter, she spends hours on TikTok learning about all this cool makeup and stuff. She's very clever at it, but she spent so long learning. She could absolutely turn that into a course now and tell all her friends how to do it quicker, quicker, you know? So you only need that 10% edge. Think of it like, I always think of it, you've just climbed the stairs or you've just climbed a sand dune and you turn around and you pull up the person behind you. They don't have to be at the bottom of the sand dune. They could just be a couple of steps behind you and you reach out and grab them and pull them up. And that's all you need to do is just have that 
that little bit more knowledge, that little bit more experience that you can now, you know, pull someone in with you. Yeah, I love and I love that analogy of the of the sand dune as well. Wow, you're pulling out the stories. I love it, Liz, because, yeah, all we need to do is just turn around and help that person that's just behind us and um, they will be thankful and they will be grateful for it. I think that a lot of us probably get stuck in a bit of imposter syndrome as well in terms of that and thinking that, oh, you know, no one would ever buy anything I would put together. Um, so how, what, would, what, what advice would you give, Liz, to someone who's probably in that um, point of procrastination perhaps or perfectionism or imposter syndrome you know sometimes we love to create new things create new things and we might get the inspiration to create a course but we don't actually put it out into the world um, what would you say to those people how can we help them today get their idea off the ground well the first thing I would say is stop looking ahead right? Stop looking at the people that are so far ahead of you because you're always striving to get to that next level. You're always striving to be that next person that you see ahead of you. Mm -hmm. But what you need to focus on is who's behind you. Who can you serve? Who can you help with what you've done? Because we're always going to keep going forward in ourselves. But now turn around, stop looking forward and start looking backwards. Who's behind you? Who literally can you help pull up the sand dune that you can help today? And I think the thing that gets us as um, business owners is we look, the overwhelm comes from the thought that even like the thought of success can undo us. So, oh my God, what if a thousand people enroll in my course? I don't think I can handle that. And that's where we get paralyzed because we think big, big picture as well. Like we look at these successful people online that have thousands of people enrolling in their courses every time. And that can paralyze us just as much as nobody signing up to our course. But if we come from a sense of what if I help one person this week, like one person, and then what if I help two people? And what if they really love it? And then they tell their friends and I help three people and four people. And then we build that momentum. So that's the first thing I would say is don't look forward try and look back. Like, who can you help? Who can you bring up to your level? Now, the second thing I would say, and this is something that we all need to work on, and that is the imposter syndrome is so real. Yep. But when you look at the people that you're attracted to online, when you're looking at coaches or you're looking at mentors or people that you follow, like even influencers, there's something about those people that you're attracted to. Now, you might be attracted to somebody that is older, you're inspired by somebody who's in their 60s or 70s and they're doing great things. You might be somewhat attracted to someone who's in their 20s. You might be attracted to someone who's got blonde hair or they wear really nice clothes or they speak different or they're funny or they're very serious. And what people don't realize is you have a uniqueness. There is something about you that is going to be attractive to somebody else. And the more you hide that, you're not doing the world any justice. You're almost being selfish by not sharing what you know and not putting yourself out there. Like I'm 41 years old. I'm declaring it this year. I'm like super proud to get here now. It scared me for a while. But there are people that don't want to learn from somebody who is 20, who's an Instagram influencer, who might be doing exactly what I'm doing. But because I'm a 41-year-old mum with teenage kids who's living in Ely Beach, well, that that might appeal to someone. So the way you talk, the way you come across online, the way you show up, it might be exactly what one person needs today. 
it might be what um you know like when you you mel i love when you pop online and you go hi like you're so friendly and smiley and i just feel that warmth about you but if you didn't show your smile if you didn't show up online i wouldn't firstly i wouldn't have got to know you but secondly what a dis how selfish of you not to show your smile online like instead of us thinking about the what ifs could go wrong or who's going to judge us and you know that girl from high school that was such a bully and she might see me on Facebook. What about the people that you could help? Mm-hmm. What about the person that is going that needs to hear from you? What about the person that wants to hear from Mel, who is really great at content, who has a really structured, well-oiled machine? If you don't share that, then that's just selfish. So I think it's about reframing our imposter, our imposter syndrome, and instead of trying to compare ourselves to others, we think it's like. Who can we pull up the sand dune? Who wants to hear my message? Who wants to um, hear from us with our personality, with our voice, with our skin color, with our background, with our knowledge, like all this sort of stuff, you are unique and you're not serving the world if you don't show up and, and do that. And it was a funny story this morning, actually, I'm sorry, I'll go off a little bit track, but it was really funny. I was at the gym this morning with my friend and she's like, she said, oh, of course people want to come to you because you're hilarious. And I said to her, but I'm really not. And she's like, oh, you need to start being hilarious online because like we're the ones that laugh at the gym and we're total characters. She's like, you need to start being hilarious. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, it's just like relationships. People are going, you're going to walk into a party, you're going to meet someone and you you like them. Mm, that's a great flip of perspective. I really love that. And um, you know, you're speaking my language, talking about bringing more of you to your business and to your content and, you know, to your courses as well, because, you know, people don't, people actually buy from people. And if you're not showing, you know, a little bit about yourself, then you can't ever connect with people and therefore they won't come on that client journey with you at all. So yeah, I love that um, perspective flip. That's so good. Now, Liz. Can I just um, add their mail to you? Yeah. Like, this is something that I have learned. So as a photographer for 15 years, I was hidden behind the camera. So people see like people that are a bit further ahead. And I've only like, I've only had Instagram for three years and that was for my product business. So I've literally only just joined Instagram, which is mind blowing to a lot of people. But this is a skill that you can learn. And I have a whole entire lesson all about camera confidence in my, in my course, because it's not something that we naturally have. We always, you know, Australia is the worst for the tall poppy syndrome. We get cut down if we show up. But I wanted to share with people that even as a 40 year old woman, I can learn this skill of showing up and sharing and being present online. It's, it doesn't have to be something that you are instantly good at. Like I literally help. I remember being out at um, a restaurant one night and these people were talking about my photography business. And they're like, oh my gosh, you have to go to Liz. She's like the baby whisper of town. I never had a photo of myself online. It was always my clients and it was always like the, my boutique service, everything like that. They were sitting next to me at the restaurant talking <laughs> about my business. And I said to them, oh, I, hi, I'm, I'm Liz. And they're like, oh, it was like celebrity status. It was really, really unnerving, but this is what I'm trying to explain to people. I had to go through that transformation. I had to start showing up and putting myself out there for this type of business, to be an online educator, to be a thought leader, to be the person that is leading the way. And it's something you can learn. You don't have to be comfortable right now. 
you you can learn this stuff. A hundred percent you can. That's so awesome. Now, Liz, I know that we could talk all day. <laughs> yes, we could we do. really <laughs> talk all day on this topic, but we will wrap it up. But before we do, I always ask my guests this question um, all about uh, women owning and using their superpowers. So what would you say is your superpower? Well, I would say my superpower is pulling out of people their superpower. So as a photographer, when I went into branding photography, I would love getting people to see the confidence that I see and to see what what I saw in them. And as a business coach, it's about them unlocking their potential. So my superpower is fine, is helping women unlock their superpower because I believe everybody has it. I believe everybody can build an incredible business and I like to be the one to find it for them or with them like and help them and I'm basically the person that holds up the mirror I used to hold it up with a with a camera and show them from the photography point of view and now as a business coach I I'm the mirror holder that's my superpower is to show people what they have and um, help them uncover the strategies to create a business and life that they love Oh, that's such a beautiful superpower and a really important one too. So thank you for sharing that with us, Liz. <laughs> if people want to find out more about you, and I know that you've got a an amazing um, free gift that you can offer people as well as your course. Um, as, as funny, you have a course. <laughs> as well. So do you want to talk to us a little bit about those and where people can find you online as well? Yeah, absolutely. So I love, love, love coaching one-on-one. So I do that. Um, so everyone can head to my website. It's www.bossmotive.com. Um, and on the website, it's like I've got available one-on-one coaching where you get access to my courses as well. But we also deep dive into weekly sessions where I help you with whatever you need, whether it's e-commerce, service-based business or online education. Um, And then I also have my online course called the Boss Course Creator. And that is where I basically do exactly what we talked about today. I help you find your inner superpower, your inner course that you want to create, help you build leveraged income, whether you already have a business and you want to build a leveraged income um, model off that. So that's what we're talking about. You might be doing service and you want to offer something new, an online course. That's how you can go through that transformation. Or perhaps you just want to do a complete transformation and you want to build an entirely new business model with an online course that could even be like the celiac, you know, changing your gluten house or whatever it is. So that is my online course and that's called the Boss Course Creator. And I have a free training on my website. Um, So when you go there and that is basically walking you through the process of how you can come up with your idea and how you can get started in the online course creation world. And that's a free free part training series um, that just gets you started, gets you thinking about it. And I also have a free Facebook group where um, I have training in there and we go deep diving into um, what an online course looks like, how to find your ideal client, nailing your niche, all the important stuff to just really get you started. So many valuable resources there, Liz. I will make sure that I pop all of the links to those inside the show notes so people can go and find you out. Um, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your wisdom with my listeners. I truly appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Mel. It's been wonderful. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for another week. To get more powerful content in your life, make sure you're following along on socials. My handle is at Meld Business. 
And just in case you're wondering, the groovy music for this podcast was created by Just Here on SoundCloud. I'd also be super grateful if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast so more amazing women like you can experience the power of content. And if you're like, hell Mel, stop talking. I'm ready to work with you now. Here's how we can work some powerful content magic together. Firstly, come and join the content effect. My membership, Inspiring Women with Service-Based Businesses to ditch the content chaos and start creating standout content that gets you noticed and makes sales. You can join us by using the link in the show notes or just Google the content effect. The second way we can work together is via my one-on-one packages. We can create a sustainable content strategy or start to build out your client journey. It's up to you. Pop on over to meldbusinessservices.com.au forward slash services to find out more. Until next time, have a beautiful week and embrace the power of your content.